When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. 0800-1508-11. Plenty to debate. Plenty to talk about this morning. But a quick good morena to the team up there in Tamaki, Makoto, Auckland. You got Louie in the studio. Welcome back, Ludo. And you've got Joe holding down the back room. And I think he's running solo because Neeps has slipped over in the shower and dislocated his shoulder early this morning. Got a message when I woke up. So, Neeps, hope you're recovering well, mate. And uh, take care of yourself, brother. Wow, we, eh? Young and slipping over in the shower, my friend. Not ideal. Not ideal, but, and a good morning to you, Aroha. It's always good hearing your voice nice and early to get our day started. Boys, morena to you, Kempi. You're up there in Kirikiri at the castle. How are you, brother? <laughs> Whatever. Morena, morena. Yeah, no, I'm all good. Oh, Paul Neeps, eh? Slipping over in the shower. Yeah. Yep, mm. that's a good one, brother. That's a good one. <laughs> it does. I can be right. It does sound like a glare, a real obvious excuse, doesn't it? Dog ate the homework sort of setup. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Got a flat tire. Got a flat tire on the way to work. That one, you know. Forgot Just to test put out the, that. Put, He's got that little, uh, little brace when he comes in, you know. He might be just wrapping it up, but then he go home and watch him. You know, just keep it on and, you know, get home and take it off. And, ah, you yeah, know, good. Got to that one. But it was an interesting one on these. But, hey, we look after the young man. He's on our team and he's on our show. And, uh, yeah, doing a great job. I'm just looking down at the quiz. There it is, boys. Yes, all tough. Tough. Ooh, toughy, toughy, toughy. Good luck to you. 6.40 a.m. is giving you a chance to win $50 TAB bonus bet. And I, I, I reckon you're going to need it. You're going to want to win that quiz. Because I might have a wee tip for you tomorrow, all right? Might have a wee tip no. for you tomorrow. Oh, I've got tips as well. Oh, oh, Louie. Tomorrow's a great day, lads. It's Group 1 Wednesdays. What the hell, eh? Th- thousand <laughs> guineas. It's you know we're in the middle of the the we're you know Kempi, you know we're in spring when you get group races in midweek, right? Because it's like that carnival time. So we're midweek of the Caulfield Carnival. Caulfield Guineas was won by Golden Mile in the weekend. James Cummins, James McDonald, just the Godolphin Smoke Show. Uh, thousand guineas tomorrow. Lickety split. The Kiwi. She should be favourite. She's second favourite. I think she's a good bet, genuinely. Mm. And then this weekend, Caulfield Cup and Everest. It's um, 
It's heating up. Midweek Group 1s can be how good? Mm, yeah, no. And weekend Group 1s. Let's just, that's the only one I'm worried about. Let's see who pulls up. Um, and whether or not we a little bit of rain down there in the Hawks Bay would be nice. Just the t- tiny tad of it. But yeah, Louis, you're right. There's, um, there's only really one race this week. It's on Wednesday at Warwick Farm when old Pungo <laughs> goes around. Pungo. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, has it, have they have they uh, they sent you through a messages? Is it, have you got the bully? Is it is it looking good? Well, yeah, yeah, he's trading really well. He's backed up after his last start. He hasn't taken a back step. So, yeah, it'd probably be a heavy track. So if he can get through, we're expecting him to to go well. So yeah, Pungal races tomorrow. Race two, three twenty. Uh, he's paying four dollars fifty. Um, so yeah, some nice odds for you there. Return looking hopefully to get the win. We're hoping because if he gets the win, um, I'm going to Derby Day in Melbourne. I'm going to head over on the Friday, and he's racing the Carbine Stakes. He's going to have a have a have a chance. If he wins, that's where they're going to try and get him into in the Carbine Stakes on Group Three on the Saturday Derby Day. But uh, that's that's the plan. And if it, if it comes to fruition, then boys, see you later. I'm off to Derby Day, and I'm going to stay there till Wednesday, and I might as well stay and watch the Melbourne Cup. So that is the plan, lads. <laughs> Straight into group racing. I Mate, love it. Dar- Straight to the top. Dar- Derby day <laughs> if it, like, it is the best day. By all, it's the racing purest day, you know? Mm. I think they have six group ones on Derby day at Flemington, leading into the Melbourne Cup, all of the anticipation. Yeah. Actually, I think you'll, you'll see La Creek on Derby Day. The Empire Rose is mm. on Derby Day. So they've made the decision there with La Creek. She's not so kimpy. There you go. That's one <laughs> That's one horse uh, list that, just no offence to just ask me, but he probably wasn't going to be beating La Creek. So that's a massive tick for you. You must be pretty excited, mate. Group one week for yeah, yourself. Mate. That's what you're alluding to with a bit of rain. Hopefully Give us a to jam. The, to the Hawks Bay. We'll give him a jam, get him a jam, and get him out of the gates. That's the main thing. Get him, <laughs> get him rolling down the straight. As sticky, he'd be, he'd be laughing if he's listening. But yeah, no, it's, it's dead right. You know, big day on Saturday, and um, yeah, just praying for a little bit of rain to come along and help What's our the word, Kempi? out. How's old Jimmy? Jimmy, all right? He's a chance. Always a chance in Group One, is he? You never, you never know. Imperatrice couldn't get beat, could it? But there you go. That's gone. Animo's the only one that can't get beat, I reckon. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be saying that. I actually, it's funny you say that, Kim. Be, um, I actually think Animo can get beat because I, I thought that you, you boys would have talked about it yesterday. You would have seen the might and power in the weekend. Oh, yeah. Mate, like, Zaki has gone a huge race there. And he, they've probably not ridden him right as well. Jamie Carr, I think in the Cox Plate, if they just let Zaki roll along in front, the draw is paramount. Who can ever get the, who can get the rail and roll along at Mooney Valley then ping off the bend? Because that won't be Animo leading, so James will have to be close enough. I mean, it's just such a good race. Boys, I'm off to the Everest this weekend. I'm so excited. Royal Randwick on Saturday. Uh, I can't wait to hook a nature strip to see the big boy and the mm. flesh. And it's just really that time of year. And, 
you know, Cup Week's not far away. We're a month away from um, being down there in Christchurch, and it just gets busier and busier and busier. I can't believe it. Caulfield Cup this weekend, Cox Plate the weekend after, then it's Derby Day, then it's Melbourne Cup, then it's Cup Week, and then all of a sudden it'll be Boxing Day and New Year's Day will be... <laughs> just, it just This time of year just flies by, doesn't it? Oh, love this time of year. Love this time of year. It gets me excited, boys. Before we get too excited, I better give a little update, a little rundown what's coming up on the show, lads. We're going to talk some cricket after 7 o'clock. Frankie Mackay is going to come on. We're going to talk about the Black Caps. Where are they right now? Where, where are they at, at at the moment? Obviously taking on Pakistan and Bangladesh, losing to Pakistan, beating Bangladesh. couple of injuries, Adam Milne. Um, man. He's unlucky, constantly fighting injuries. It's what they have to put their bodies through. Uh, fast bowlers, constantly an uphill battle for them. But Frankie McKay will join the show after seven, talk Black Caps and White Ferns. In particular, the former White Ferns player. And then get this, lads. I've been messaging my good friend for a wee while now, just to find some time. She is very busy. She is very busy. But Lydia Ko. Lydia Ko will join the show at 740 She's been one of the most consistent golfers on the LPGA. Hasn't quite done enough to get the, the win in the end, but she's always been top five, no doubt. But Lydia Coe, my good friend, will come on the show, 7.40. She'll be on the golf course, and uh, we'll get a wee update of where's, where Lid's at and uh, just have a chinwag, really. I need a bit of help, too, lads. I've, I've spoken to her. I said, look, in all honesty, just getting on the show because I've got my Charles Tour debut this weekend. Uh, on Friday, um, taking air clear order, taking on the pros. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I'm playing. But anyway, she's going to come on and give me a few tips. So looking forward Total to cover. having a chat. <laughs> no, 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 that can be his. Oh, that golf ball, hey, hit, Like hey, everyone says, mate. Anyway. No, I hit them good, Kimpy. I've been hitting them really well, actually, lately. Um, just worked on a few tips with the pro. Um, what I was doing, I was I was getting real... I was trying to muscle it, you know, like when when you you're you're a big player, you just try and bash everything, and then you lose all your technique. So one thing I've been working on is my backswing, backswing, trying to stay long, keep those levers long, and use your core, and just really um, rotate through the ball. And uh, I've been hitting my irons really well, and my driver's been going going good. My wedges are the ones that let me down too, but that's because of my backswing. I've been getting really steep, and so when you get steep, you chunk it. Um, so just working on, on my irons and, and uh, should be alright, Kempi. I'm going to have a good whirl anyway. Give it a good crack and, I don't know, I'll throw out a bit of banter. You know, these pros won't know what's going to hit them. <laughs> etiquette's out the door. If you hear, remember Bears coming on the show talking about golf etiquette? Oh, well, mm. unlucky lads. You're going to get a, ra- a, fa- a wrath of the dag come Friday and Saturday. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in their heads. Anyway, that is me you later on. and Lydia you're going around with? Uh... No, not yet. I'm actually going to play with um, the pro out at Pegasus, James Devlin. James Devlin is playing. He's one of my good friends. Um, look, I might have said to New Zealand Golf, I said, look, can I play with someone I know? Because I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried because there's a lot of rules, golf etiquette, and, and it is a professional event in New Zealand, obviously, Charles Tour. Uh, so... I was a little bit wary, so I just asked him if I can just play with someone I know, just feel a bit relaxed, and he can kind of lead me in on, on the real nitty-gritty rules of, of golf. So that is, that is my mate, 
James Evan later in this week. Kempe, I'll keep you up to date, no doubt, throughout the Friday. Um, you're going to be on the show Friday with Ricardo. Uh, I tee off at 8 in the morning, so I have to get up at 6 and start warming up. And I never warm up for golf, but this time I might get the old you know, the Are you getting a live interview on Friday? Are we getting a live interview at like quarter yeah. to 8 before you, before you go? Yeah, t- give me get, a call get and a I'll, I'll answer it. Yeah, give me yeah, a call sure. on Friday and I'll, I'll answer it on the golf green and while someone else is just about to putt, I'll go, yeah, Kempe! <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll wind them up. I'll wind them up. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to it, lads. And then after eight, we're going to talk All Blacks 15, name yesterday. And while building for the future, there's still some questions. Is this the best All Blacks 15? We're going to open up the phone lines. After 8 o'clock. And they are open out throughout the morning, so you can call any time, really. 0800-150-811. But we're going to give away a little giveaway, aren't we, Louis? This morning? We are. This week, actually. Um, I've got Ooh. a little bit of an update. We're going to do some light. We're going to do some producing, on-air producing right here. So this is just come behind the curtain with us. Uh, we do. We have, this is actually pretty cool, an Ego Power plus a 40-centimetre line IQ line trimmer, thanks to Ego Tools. So these Ego Power Tools you've been hearing us bang on, on about in your live reads and on air, well, this is quite incredible. They're like those um, multifunctional power kits, and you can use them for all sorts of things. And we've actually got one to give away for our caller of the week. So an Ego Power plus mm. a 40-centimetre line trimmer, all thanks to Ego Tools, Cooler of the week on the Kennard's Hire phone line, 0800 Any time during the week, you're going to be able to win it. We'll announce who wins on Friday on the golf course. Maybe we can get you to do your uh, <laughs> li- line trimmer impersonation while someone's putting. Um, I actually might need my own line trimmer because I'll be that far right in the bushes. I'll be like, yeah, trying to find my balls. So maybe Ego can help me out there with some tools to get me to go find my balls, Louis. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's really cool. So anytime you call uh, the show this week, you go in the draw to walk away with that Ego power tool. So keep that in mind when you're thinking, oh, I might send a t- text. No, 0800 <laughs> But lads, we were going to open the phone lines after eight. The only thing is, we've just got a little bit of um, uh, information through that there's a chance we could speak to Brandon Smith out of 7 o'clock this morning, out of the Kiwis camp. Uh, Sammy Hewitt and Kempe for running it straight have been doing some mahi trying to get Brandon Smith the cheese locked down, and he's only kind of available at one time. So if we can move Frankie to after 8, and we'll just try work on that on our end, we might actually oh, get mate. Brandon Smith through. And Izzy, you're a huge fan of him, so I assume you'd endorse that. <laughs> mate, move, move everything. Get Brando in, mate. Get the Lydia. cheesy in drop, Lydia. <laughs> oh no, no, don't go there. <laughs> no, but honestly, <laughs> we do anything to get Brandon Smith on the cheese. So if that's what it is, well, Frankie, you're after eight, my darling. Appreciate it, and uh, we will get Brandon the cheese on because, mate, this is this is what we want. We want to bring the people what they want to hear, and the cheese will. Give us, give it in spades. He won't leave anything unsaid. Is old, old the cheesy? So get him on, and we'll have a chat because it's a big week. NRL, uh, the the Rugby League World Cup, it's on. I it's happening. I agree. And I, I had to look through the teams, and I was saying, I was looking at the teams, going, "Wow, this is actually there's a lot of teams playing in this competition. You got Greece playing, <laughs> Greece, 
having a crack at the Rugby League World Cup. You think there's only Trinity might be four contenders. Well, they're real, realistically, there is. But it's great to see the nations that are involved in this. And uh, it's starting this weekend. So make make it happen, Louis. Make it happen, Kempi. Stow it. Yeah, it'd be nice to have him on. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of just working around those time those time uh, differences and, of course, trainings and dinners and bits and pieces like that. So um, if we can make it happen, we'll make it happen. Getting uh, Brandon, I thought it was really good to, to try and have a chat to someone, especially in the middle of the park, who's uh, mm. seen what it's like to have that fantastic forward pack to play, um, play around. And he's obviously in that dummy half position, so... But if we get uh, get that through, Louis, that'll be awesome getting Brandon on at 7 o'clock. So, yeah, watch your space, I guess. We've got a little bit of time up our sleeves. Can't wait question of the day. Oh, we, got, we got heaps of time. 20 minutes past. We got, we got so much time this morning for you on 0800-150-811. Don't be an egg, win an ego. You like that? We're gonna pack. We can be like I see you, Kimby. Plenty of us got egos too. Come through. <laughs> Come on. Here, here, ego. Here's, ego. Here's here's what we could do because now hoping um, that we won't we won't be talking to you for too much. Well, we will after eight o'clock. Of course, we, the phone lines are always open. But I'll ask this now, and we can do it throughout the show. The All Blacks yeah. fifteen was named yesterday at about four pm. Um, wow, a team to go up there and play two kind of invitational games in the Northern Hemisphere. The Rugby World Cup is, oh, I guess, under a year away now, and we've got the end-of-year tour All Blacks side named, named, and then an All Blacks 15. And I guess this is a two-part question for you. What's your opinion of the All Blacks 15 as a concept? Do you care about it? Do you think it's a good idea? Does it cringe you out? And then the second part of the question... Going through the squad, who is the most unlucky player to not be there going for a trip to play in a version of the All Blacks squad? Because it, it is a wide squad. There's a lot of, if you counted everybody who's been picked, it's a big number that's going up to the Northern Hemisphere. But they couldn't take everybody. And I know that there'll be a lot of MPC fans and provincial fans that'll be saying, whoa, 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 my guy hasn't got picked and that's not good enough. Who is it? Mm. Who's the unluckiest omission that hasn't gone and made this side for the Northern Hemisphere Tour, the AB's side, or the All Blacks 15? And if you've got an opinion about the whole concept in general, I'd love to hear from you. 0800 150 811. Caller of the Week comp kicks off now. Let's do it. 22 minutes past six here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Who is the most unlucky player that isn't going on the All Blacks 15 trip? It seems like a hell of a junket up there, is he? It'd be a lot of fun. Oh, mate, it is... It is crazy. Like, there's so many players that you think, man, they're playing outstanding. They'll be good for the future. And uh, you're trying to build for it. And you t- you touched on it earlier. What are your thoughts on it? I, I actually re- um, recommend, really think we need it. Like, giving these players opportunities to go and test themselves around the world and seeing what overseas is like, building for their future, you know, pathways, uh, trying to identify uh, the next generation. And it's key. But there's just some general omissions there. And, We've opened up the phone lines, and I've got a few that I've, I've scripted down. There's a couple coming through on the text machine, but the phone lines are giving you the chance to vent your opinion. And Charlie from Geraldine has come through on 0800 150 811. Morning, Charlie. 
Good morning, fellas. Um, three, three comments about it. Kurt Ashland, I think, is very unlucky. He was in the All Blacks earlier on. Had a stellar NPC. Didn't have a couple. He had a couple of oh, not average games for the All Blacks, but played really well in the NPC. I think he's unlucky. Sean Stevenson. Everybody said that. I think he is terribly unlucky. Roger Tuivasa-Shek, mate, lovely blog, but he's not a midfield player of All Black standard. He shouldn't even be there, mate. He's, he's, he's too old to even contemplate being All Black unless he has a, a stellar super rugby season and likes the place up, mate. There's just too many people in front of him. And the last mm. comment from me is, I just Googled it. And as soon as you mention it, how do you dislocate your shoulder in the shower? Was, has he got a pull-up bar in there? Did he fall off his girlfriend? How do you dislocate your shoulder in the shower? Sorry, Nicks, you've got to ring up and tell us when you come out of Ealy. Yeah, we'll get him on the phone lines, Charlie. We will get him on the phone. Don't you worry. Uh, look, honestly, I dislocated my shoulder doing something completely different, but I had to tell my uh, employers, which was you know, rugby, that I slipped down the stairs, okay? So you try and say things... <laughs> To get you off the line, okay? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but I'll that be honest. That sounds like a story. <laughs> that is a story. I was, uh, I just gave him a shoulder and I just had surgery. I went and repaired it. Anyway, I got cheeky to these guys in the club because I was in the club and they were outside and I was laughing at them. Anyway, I went to walk to the other bar and there was four of them and I seen them on the way to the other bar and I was like, oh no, here we go. It's all go here. Anyway, I had to have a go and uh, had, a, had a little... Had a little tussle up when I was a young and dumb, and uh, yeah, broke my shoulder again. And told the New Zealand rugby I stepped, uh, fell down the stairs. There you go, just <laughs> letting it all out on radio. <laughs> That's one that I never told anyone. Beautiful. Anyway, anyway, Beautiful. on the Roger. <laughs> I'm a random, mate, mate. Random. Yeah, so Neeps, I've got you. I've caught you up, mate. Tell us the truth. Anyway, um, Roger Toyvasashik. <laughs> Pull it back, lads. Pull it back, okay? Calm down. 0800-150. Be like Charlie. Talking about Roger Toivasashek in the centres. Look, I feel like he hasn't been given opportunities. So it would have been bad for them to shaft him. A bit like Peter Gus saw a caller. And one message come through from Costa. What has happened to Peter Gus? There's been rumours of plenty going around of what's going on in that situation. guy that's played, what, two games for the All Blacks. And then he's lost his opportunity to go back and even be a part of their conversations, their thought process going forward. A guy that could have played for Fiji, and uh, he has just been shuffled. I don't know the details. There's been rumours going around, but... And then, mm. so he's a, probably a bigger mission. There's plenty. There's Tom Christie. Louis, I know you like Tom Christie. Sean Stevenson, probably the former fullback in the competition. He's on Marty's player. Devastating when he played against Ireland in the June series like him. Tavita Lee... Tavita Lee, he's obviously been over in Japan, but he's been the form winger of the competition. I've got Quinton Strange. You know, you think Quinton Strange probably hasn't been playing to his uh, full ability, but what's happened to him? Is he not even in the thought process right now? You know, like there's plenty to debate, and we want to hear from you. 800 Keep them coming. There's a few texts there, Louis, and I'll just throw us through to, I don't know, I'm on a roll here. So here you go. Give us a call, 800 811 We'd love to give you some big emissions, some big emissions uh, for the All Blacks. Or are you happy? Are you comfortable? Anyway, we're going to shoot off. We'll come back with some headlines with Louis, and we'd love to hear from you. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand.
ECNZ were 26 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. Come through on the 0800 1508. Let me phone line to chat to us throughout the morning. Looks like we will be chatting to Frankie after 7 o'clock this morning. Hopefully she didn't hear us try and bump her earlier. Frankie, looking forward to chatting to, to you. Uh, and we'll talk to you after 8 o'clock. 0800 1508. We will, we will go in depth on this all-black situation. <laughs> uh, the old, yeah, no, that's right. Run Ju- it straight at Kempi. <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday morning, we'll roll with the punches as we tend to do. Um, some headlines now with Bunnings Trade helping businesses our trade. We're here to make your job easier. Yeah, a couple of real interesting ones I just heard there at has Sports News. Now, we've, we spoke a lot about Wimbledon and their decision around the Russian and Belarusian athletes. Well, ASB and the ASB Classic, they are really considering taking a political stance and removing their brand from the event, which is crazy. So Russian and Belarusian players currently are allowed to take the court, Um Although it's leaving Nicholas Lampold in, in a very tough position. The ASB sponsorship and partnership is, well, it means a hell of a lot, probably more than just financial to the tennis tournament. But what are you going to do? You necessarily can't necessarily just completely change where you were going, especially if you had players and the thoughts with ATP and WTA, and I wonder what it does and it leaves them in a rock and a hard place because it, it probably sours the relationship with the tennis governing bodies as well, the WTA and the ATP. So really tough situation to work through there. Uh, the Black Caps, well, they're touring Pakistan twice in five months to play two test matches, eight one-day internationals and five T20s. So this is all between December 27 to 31, yeah, sorry, December, January, and then again in April. So we're going to be there twice in six months, which is pretty crazy. We're playing them today at Hagley, but it's through our summer, so it's a little bit of an unconventional summer for the Black Caps, and I wonder if you've got any thoughts on that. Double eight, double three. are you going to be disappointed to have the Black Caps out of New Zealand over summer? I understand it probably would be niggly to a few people that have spent their summers previously based around the cricket, so... Um, that's an interesting one. It just is what it is, I guess. And, and the uh, global cr- cricketing calendar is a hard one to navigate, as is. There's some sports headlines, and Tim says, give mm. Daggy the call of the week after telling that story. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I've told that story. But Leaps is in the waiting room. He's in the waiting room. So uh, send us some photographic evidence there, please, Neeps. We'd love to see the waiting room. Um, I know that waiting room is your bed. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, keep the messages come through. Just on your... Uh, headline there with ASB Classic there, Louis, and Kempi. Look, uh, it's an interesting situation. ASB is so synonymous with the tennis in New Zealand. That is, when you hear the ASB Tennis Classic, you automatically go to Auckland and some of the greats. I've had one of the best weekends at the tennis watching some big names. I was just going through my stories yesterday and it popped up. Serena Williams, uh, obviously there a few years ago, watching her display the GOAT, one of the GOATs. Um, doing her thing in our home court, so look on that. I actually agree. Look, I'm I'm probably with ASB, just knowing the the destruction it's causing over in in Russia and Ukraine, and, and ASB making their stance a political view. Look, I, I I commend them on that. If I'm going to be completely honest, I, I don't. I can understand why they're doing it. 
none of us agree with what's going on over in, in the north, and we never want sports to get caught up in politics, but I guess you've got to have morals, and uh, ASB is sticking to that. So, Kempe, I don't know if you've had any thought on that just quickly, but, yeah, I, I commend them. Yeah, look, no, I haven't had any thought on that one uh, until Louis, Louis raised that up, but, you know, I, I'm a firm believer, too, that, you know, you've, if you've got a platform and you you have a voice or you have a way to share a voice that um, is a sentiment of everyone else and then you share that and, and ASB saying that, um, basically putting a line in the sand and around what's going on up in the Ukraine, um, yeah, look, they're not the first people to do it. Um, they certainly won't be the last and I guess it's just putting everyone on notice that, you know, um, when you when you see that as it's like we don't well we don't uh we don't support that um that war that's happening up there and, and this is how we're we're gonna support it down here by, by pulling you know, pulling our brand from it. So there's obviously a lot of repercussions from that. Um yeah, and at the end of the day, you know, what's more important is it is it you know, protecting people that are up in the Ukraine, or is it playing a game of tennis down here in Auckland? And that's that's where the you know that's where the nitty gritty conversation really happens. Um, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for it, it to be playing out the way that it does because it actually affects sport. But sport yeah. is such an event these days that no matter where it's played, you know we've seen you know through the American sport especially um, players making stands on certain certain things and. And yeah, just that's that's how it plays out. So um, yeah, I guess watch this watch the space to see what the consequences are because of that. And just a couple of extra details, um, since you boys are, are interested by it. So what they would do is they would name it AS the Auckland Classic. This is news hub uh, Alex Chapman who's reporting this, by the way. And they'd use ASB would use their signage to promote messages of peace. So that so they wouldn't completely com- like ditch their sponsorship, only the naming rights. Um, so that's an important kind of clarification. Also, very important at the moment, there aren't any Russian or Belarusian players um, signed to play. Yeah, but it's not as simple as saying no to the players. They can't just ban them because then they would lose the. Uh, official status of the tournament because the ATP and WTA wouldn't like that. So they do need to work carefully with each other. And like I guess the good thing is ASB's got yeah. a great relationship and rapport with the event. So they'll find a happy medium, I'm sure. But it is, um, as Kempi points out, look, the repercussions of war, they leak everywhere, and including to sport yeah. in New Zealand. Like we were always going to come across a moment like this. So um, sounds like there will be a resolution and it'll be a yeah, hopefully a, a one that will keep everyone happy. Um, in the meantime, we'll follow that story. It's a really interesting one. Hey, after eight, we'll continue to talk a wee bit about the um, the rugby. So we'll leave that that open there. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. So just have a think. Who is unlucky not to be in that All Blacks fifteen? And what do you make of the whole All Blacks fifteen in general? As he said that he quite enjoys it. He quite liked the concept. So. I'm happy that Marino McKelly too's in there. Yeah, he's obviously one that's been chomping on the doorstep for a wee while, stomping on the doorstep, sorry, for a wee while, and uh, he's going to give a chance to to test himself on the world stage. So there are some great calls that have been made, but just a few question marks here, Louis. A few no. question marks, but yep, yeah, nice. Love what it, about mate. George Bridge? Wow, yeah, that's the big one, Kempe. That is the big one, and. Uh, um, 
he's obviously playing at a semi-final. I think he's going to play in the Barbars. I'm unsure. I'm unsure, but Thursday we might have Bridgie on our show. And then uh, we'll get a little update of where the Bridgio's at. We'll see. Watch this space. That's a tease. 18 away from seven. After this, it's Quizzy Dag. 0800 150 Come on. $50 TV bonus bet for you. you got to take on Joe. And Joe's angry because Neeps hasn't turned up to work and he's got to do double the work. So he's made a quiz to reflect that. Joe, angry. After this, it's Quizzy Dag. Scary. Ian Smith, your trusted voice in New Zealand sport. Mornings with Ian Smith. This morning from 9 on SENZ. Head to Chemist Warehouse and save on big brands like OptiSlim, VLCD, Platinum Shake, Chocolate or Coffee, 21 sachets, $38.99. Or Paco de Barn, 1,100ml, $99.99. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. John, do you know what it'd be good? This is how you do it. Quizzy that come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quizzes on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quizzy that come play it. 0800 Give us a call while you have called because you're all hungry for a $50 TAB bonus bet. Like every morning, like every morning. This guy, he's the hungriest of the more Richie from Upper Heart. Morena to you, Richie. Morning, Izzy. Yes, Richie. Well done on the weekend, mate. Well done. Anyway. Yeah, got there in the end. Got there in in the end, my friend. Got there in in the end. Hey, uh, question. Question number one. Richie, here we go. Who was Shane Van Gisbergen's co-driver at Bathurst this year? (laughs) Garth Tanders. Garth Tanders. SVG, Dag. SVG, that's easier. Here we go. Question number two. Who will captain the Kangaroos at the Rugby League World Cup? Oh, that would be... Tedesco. And James Tedesco is correct. Question number three. Who are the defending World Series of Baseball champions? Um, Clue, please, Kimberly. Ooh, they were brave last year, winning it. Um, Atlanta Brave? <laughs> oh, kimpy, kimpy, kimpy. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Here we go. Question number four. How many teams are undefeated so far in the NFL this season? Get a bonus point for who? Oh, um, I'll just go four. Four is incorrect. Sorry. Have a good day, Richie. We're going to go to Ed from Tolaga. Morena to you, Ed. Sorry, is it the Philadelphia Eagles? There you go. That's a bonus point. S1 and Philadelphia Eagles. Correct. Question number five. 
Question number five. Here we go, mate. Where will the Group 1 Railway Sprint be run on New Year's Day this year? Oh, boy. I've got no idea there, is he? But I'll, I'll have a guess. Uh, is, that a Ki- is that a Kiwi race? Okay, I'll go um, uh, Mata Mata. Mata Mata is incorrect. Sorry, Ed. Have a good day, my friend. Luke from Dunedin. He hasn't Googled it. Morning to you, Luke. Morena. Morena, Morena. Group 1 Railway Sprint. We run on New Year's Day this year. We're about to... No. <laughs> Lukey, Lukey from Dunedin. Man, you love coming in and just swooping it, eh? Let everyone else do all the hard work and then bang! Lukey, Dunners, paid, pungal, yeah. on the I nose. Really How I don't good. want to do the hard work. Don't like doing hard work. Don't like doing hard work. <laughs> oh, beautiful, mate. Hey, after eight, give us another call, mate. Love to hear from you. You'd be a bit of handyman, wouldn't you? On the power tools? Oh, shit. No. My wife wasn't near anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, touche, my brother. I'm with you. School holidays, eh, Luke? I'm surprised you're up at this time. Mate, when you've got a five-year-old, you're up very early. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding, mate. Well done. There you go. Luke and the Dunners snagging one. Um, to the qu- hey, to, here's a question for you, Kempi and Izzy. Do the people that call in for the quiz count as, do they go in the draw for the caller of the week? Nah. No way. No way. See, the, oh, I love the same faces. Call in. They are confident enough to call in. I know there's many of you out there listening. Many. And you're just wondering, should I call? Should I call? Nah, I won't call. We want you. We want you. Call. I went And you can get a hedge trimmer. You could use one of those a, line trimmers up at Kitty Kitty Kimpy through your uh, forest. No, hundred percent. Don't worry. <laughs> seven, uh, seven away from seven. A little bit of robotics <laughs> coming from up north. Right, we'll come back with a couple of your text messages after this. Uh, coming up to seven o'clock. Cricket with Frankie Mackay after seven. Not far away from seven o'clock. Uh, we're talking all things golf today because Lydia Coe's on the show. That's we're talking a list. We're talking lids. Very excited for this, Izzy. And Tim says, you've got the home court advantage, Daggy. You'll smoke them this weekend. <laughs> You'll smoke Doesn't him. matter. Doesn't matter to me. It's golf. Everyone goes to me, mate, you'll be fine. You play in front of 90,000 people. You catch a rug ball. Like, what's the problem? I said, yeah, I know how to catch a rug ball. I know how to kick that rug ball. I know how to pass that rug ball. You just don't know where that little white ball is going to go. That is the question to me. Home court advantage, home course advantage, yes, you're right, but Clearwater is difficult. And, well, if anyone's going to just give me any confidence and make me feel good about myself, I'm hoping anyway, Lydia. Lydia, I hope you're listening. You won't be here on the golf course. But anyway, Lydia Co coming up, 7.40ish. But before then, we're going to talk to Frankie Mackay. We're going to talk to Frankie Mackay about some black caps, the white ferns, cricket. Louis touched on it. The Black Caps are off. We won't even see them this summer. They're away. T20 World Cup coming up. What have we seen so far? Bangladesh, Pakistan. Where did it all go so wrong? Going to talk some cricket shortly. Then after that, Lydia Ko, looking forward to chatting to my good friend. Anyway, going to get a little update from 
Aroha, here she is, with the news for Kubota together. We're shaping and building New Zealand. Atamarie, good morning. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Tuesday, 11th of October. It's just after 7am. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And keep the messages coming through. Double eight, double three, or 0800 811 the Kennard Tire phone line. Lads, Kennard Tire's just opened up down the road too. Ooh, how good. Only about 500 metres. The big orange sign. It stands out like anything. So I have to go down there and have a wee look-see. Have a wee look here at Kenna's. I might <clears throat> need to go get me a digger, actually. Need to do, need to do a bit of work, lads. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But there's a nice little message, um, boys, coming through on the Temper Bedpost text machine from Mudgee regarding the ASB Tennis Classic. And it's a good one. It's another point of view, the other side of it. If I banked with ASB, I'd change banks. The Russian players can't do anything about what their dictator, murdering leader, does. They are more likely disgusted as they likely live outside of Russia. Can't speak up because family members will mysteriously fall out of windows. Half the country don't even know what's going on. ASB about to ruin a great tournament over politics. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great point there, uh, Mudgy. Look, it is one of those situations where a dictator, it's only one man's opinion. It's 95% of Russia don't want to be a part of it. Uh, but I guess with ASB and many sporting industries and f- franchises around the country, they um they got to put a line in the sand. It's difficult because you shouldn't pun- punish players and people that are don't want anything to do with it. It's a it's a horrible situation. We'll keep that debate going for sure. Keep the messages coming through on double eight double three. We're talking rugby. We've got Lydia Co coming up in the next uh, hour. Next thirty minutes, we'll chat to her on her golf course as she prepares for her next uh, golf event. And Mudgy sent another one exactly through. So, but right now. We're going to talk some cricket, lads. We are going to talk some cricket. The Black Caps T20 World Cup warm-up continues this afternoon when they take on Pakistan for the second time this tri-series at Hadley, Hagley Oval. They will be without Lockie Ferguson, who is out for the remainder of the series with an abdominal injury. Daryl Mitchell also is sidelined until post-World Cup opener with a broken finger. Some continuity and flow is much needed for the Black Caps to find some momentum heading into the tournament as well as runs, which have been lean over the last bit wee while. Frankie Mackay is a wonderful colleague of ours at SCNZ with the Canterbury Sports Corner on Saturday mornings. Make sure you tune into that. She's, of course, a former White Fern too and an excellent cricket commentator. Morning, Frankie. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. Nice and early. We appreciate you getting up and no doubt you'd be well into, into your day, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, got lots to do before work, so yep, easy to easy to slot you guys in. Beautiful, we appreciate it. Look, let's talk some cricket. Look, where did Pakistan so comfort comfortably beat the Black Caps on Saturday night? It was uh, it was a tough old watch. Yeah, it was actually. It, it was a little bit surprising. Uh, perhaps the the first thing was just the conditions misread from the from the home side. You'd like to think that 
the Black Caps would have had that down pat. They've got a few locals in the side as well that you would have thought would have been well across the amount of dew that was going to be uh, on the surface, but uh, a little a little mystery there which put them on the back foot. And, and yeah, maybe slightly disappointing in, in the way they went about things, but I think that, that Pakistan side is a really quality side. It shows that they've been playing a lot of cricket. They've come straight out of a series where they've been they've been performing really well. It looked like they just... They just slotted straight in and continued on with the good work. And we looked a little rusty. We had a couple of drop catches. We had a couple of missed run-outs. The batting didn't really fire as we would have liked. It, it wasn't a perfect performance by any stretch, but then managed to rectify a couple of those things against Bangladesh, and, and it kind of just looks like this team's just building and building towards that World Cup. So hopefully bigger and better things again in the next match-up against Pakistan. It's always difficult to prepare for a, a Christchurch conditions. You know, you never know what you get. One day you got snow, and the next day it's twenty-two degrees. So, can you tell us about the conditions that Hagley Oval uh, provides for for the cricket? What's it like to to play out there, and what really needs to go your way? How do you approach playing Hagley Oval? Yeah, it's one of the best grounds of the country, no doubt, and and a massive shout out to the ground staff, like you said. You've got snow a couple of days out from your first international match of the season, and and it's the earliest that we've we've had international cricket in New Zealand, and then to put it in the South Island as well, they've they've done a fantastic job. But generally, the wicket you get you get pace and bounce. Uh, I think it's ranked the third or fourth bounciest wicket in the world. So so that shows where it's at, and and yeah, it's it's a good cricket wicket. It's not often a ground that spinners tend to dominate, but I think with just the amount of cricket that's going to get played on on just the two surfaces across the week, that that means the spin as will come into it and we've seen that a little bit there's also big boundaries there one of the biggest grounds going around in the country so that that also helps the spinners out a little bit as well and and can perhaps offer the bowlers a little bit more assistance than they used to in the t20 format but yeah generally you get a good wicket i think you you often will i mean especially in october you were going to get due in those night games so that was a real surprise for me with uh Gary Stead is a head coach. He's played a lot of cricket in Canterbury. We know how in, in October how dewy it is in the mornings when you're trying to get cricket started. Uh, I think most club cricket games so far this season have been delayed uh, just because of how dewy it has been in the morning. So you expect to get that at night as well. But it's it's just a great cricket ground. There is uh, there are a couple of moments where I think uh, Michael Bracewell he almost had his head taken off losing one in the sun, and that's probably the only thing that. It is a little bit tricky at Hagley, actually, is it's quite a tough sighting ground. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but there's a couple of fielding spots I know when I get stationed in them. It's horrible. You feel the whole time like you can't quite pick it up off the bat. You feel like you're in, in big trouble. So it didn't surprise me at all to see that with the sun setting, uh, sun setting in his face as well. But, yeah, on the whole, it's, oh, it's just a magnificent ground, and, and they've done such a good job to, to be having cricket in October, especially after some snow as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you're so right. Hey, what about Finn Allen and Frankie? Is he ready to take the leap to dominate the opening role, or is there still a bit missing in his game? Oh, there's definitely stuff missing in his game. He's only a, he's only a youngster, and and I think every cricketer will probably tell you there's stuff missing in their game right until the the time they retire. So uh, I don't necessarily know the the exact way they're going to go with that opening role. I think when you look at the best teams in the world at the moment, you're probably looking at England and Australia in this format. You're probably saying that they just put all their hitters up top, kind of one through five, one through six. They're looking at big boys coming out, hitting the ball as far as they can, as often as they can, and, and they're probably leading the way in that regard. You see scores they regularly post up over 200, but then when you come to tournament cricket, that, that style doesn't always necessarily work. The the teams that play consistently, the teams that make best mistakes, they tend to be the ones that are 
there or thereabout comes finals time. So that plays a little bit more into the Black Caps' hands and, and perhaps that's where you see maybe that Martin Guptill comes back into the side. You know what you're going to get with him. He's a pretty steady, consistent performer. But if they want to go down the route of an absolute match winner, then, yeah, why, why not have Finn Allen in there? He is... He's excitement personified. He's exactly mm. what you want in T20 cricket. He's bold. He's brash. He's got a bit of swagger about him. He can he can do some special stuff out there. I think they have to stick with Conway as the other opener. I think he he's class. He's absolute class in the format. And then it just becomes where you want Kane Williamson to bat. Is there room to have Finn Allen and Martin Guptill in your top four? Perhaps. I, I think if, if Guptill's to play, he probably has to open... I'm not sure if Finn is someone you're going to use in your middle order either. So there's a little bit of a log jam there. But, I mean, if, if Kane's prepared to, to move down to four or, or maybe even lower in the order, then you could perhaps see a, a power-packed top three of Conway, Guptill and, and Allen. But I think they might be reluctant to head down that route. So I like the fact that he's getting some game time. It means come T20 World Cup, he, he could be ready to go, he could be ready to be thrown straight in there, he's definitely got the skills for it and it'll just come down to whether they want a bit of bold, brash youngster with some swagger or whether they want to go with uh, the old head of Martin Guptill just, just quickly, do you feel like there's a genuine uh, lack of, of gusto and momentum around the whole Black Caps environment now, like we've we've come off a series against England where we got pumped and then we come over, we, we're playing Pakistan in our backyard, and that was lacklustre. And, and we we have put a, put on a good performance against a, a Bangladesh side that we traditionally should beat every single time. So you feel like they are just lacking a wee bit in there? Yep, I th- I, and I think the the side will think that as well. I think it it's crept in a little bit with the fielding. That's that's genuine, yeah, genuinely what's going a pretty on good. Yeah, that's that's your indicator, I think, often of how good your team's trucking along. When all the little things are done well, when the moments of brilliance happen, that just shows that intensity that I think is perhaps just lacking a bit. And and maybe it's guys. I mean, look, we are coming out of out of winter. There is a big world event coming up that everyone's got their eye on. Maybe it is that that some of them are just they've got the handbrake on a little bit, don't want to get injured, don't want to miss out, don't want to be making mistakes. So maybe a little bit tentative, but. Yeah, it has probably been a concerning last 12 months, I'd say, after especially the highs of, of winning the World Test Championship and being in basically every uh, white ball final over the last couple of years as well. It was really a, a, an absolute high for New Zealand cricket. It's certainly the best time uh, in my life that it's been to be a Black Cat fan. It felt like everything was, was going the right way. So it's been a little yeah. bit of a, a, come, a come down to earth, that's, that's for sure, but... I think it's also, you look at that team and there's some genuine match winners in there, there's some exciting cricketers in there and, and when you get to tournament format, it has been it has been an area that this Black Cat side has done well in, so you, you back them to be able to turn it around, but yeah, there's a couple of little little warning signs in there and, and for me, the fielding is, is the number one and, and I think if, if I can see that rectified over the last couple of games in this Tri-series and then in those warm-up games before they head into it, then then I think we'll get a pretty good look at where they're going to end up. And, and hopefully that's top four. And T20 cricket, once you get into that finals time, it's it's anyone's game. Because if one person has a blinder, then, then you can end up on the right side of it. And, and just quickly, the situation with Kane. Um, like, obviously, a, a quality player probably go down and be in the conversations of, of the greatest ever. Uh, with what he's done in the game, but just under a wee bit of pressure, uh, a few decision-making uh, uh, decisions he's had to make out there on on the field, on the pitch. For you, where do you see Kane at at the moment? 
I think, yeah, you're, you're skipper of an international side. They're always under a little bit of pressure. I think, especially for Kane, he, he's the captain in all three formats, so he's got a massive workload. And and he yeah. he would acknowledge he's been at less than his best, unfortunately. And he's had that nagging elbow injury. It's meant he's missed a lot of cricket. He's someone who just loves to train the absolute house down, I think. In any coach, when they've got Kane Williamson in their side, loves the fact that they've got him because he scores a bucket load of runs, but hates the fact they've yeah. got him because they've got to throw a million balls to him. So he, he's admitted <laughs> that he hasn't hasn't quite been able to do the amount of training that he would have liked, and, and maybe that just plays yeah. on his mind a little bit. But look, he's he's class. He, as you said, he's he's one of the best cricketers we've ever produced in New Zealand. He's discussed him at you know Fab Four of of the best batters going around at the moment. It's not just him who's who's under the pump with form. I mean, Aaron Finch has really been feeling it in, in Australia. Virat Kohli went over a 1,000 days without scoring an international 100. So there's, there's skippers all around the place that are that are feeling the pressure a little bit. Kane's no different. He's he's a pretty cool, calm, level-headed guy. So, look, I've I've got full faith. I'm starting to sound like Gary said. Full faith that a score's just around the, around the corner. But that's, that's the way. When you've got world-class players like that, it is. It'll it'll be one shot that he plays, or a couple of shots that he plays, comes out the middle of the bat, and he'll just look like a completely different player. And you know, hopefully, in a yeah. few weeks' time, we'll be laughing and chatting about you know, oh, it was only a few weeks ago Kane was so out of form, and and now he's he's played brilliantly well. So yeah, I'm I'm hopeful it's just around the corner, and and I think we, when you're that good, you know, big scores do tend to be just around the corner. Yeah, that's yeah. nice to hear. And and how much is a World Cup ambition? Do you think Frankie rests on Lockie Ferguson's health and fitness? Yeah, he's a big one. I mean, it's talked about a lot, isn't it, when you go over to Australia, having some genuine quicks. I think that's been the blueprint for Australia for a long time, the, the extra bounce that you're afforded there as well. To just be able to run in and, and bowl rapid, I think, is exciting. So, yeah, he's he's a big part of that lineup. It's concerning his, his injuries. Uh, and I guess Adam Milne as well. It was it was great to see him back on the park the other day, but worrying that he got through two overs and, and had to go off for a wee niggle. So, yeah, I think Lockie just brings a little a little something extra to that attack when you've got Bolt and Southey who are going to swing the ball. You've got Bolt obviously being left armour as well. When you can add a genuine quick into the mix, you know, there's there's no player around the world that wants to go out there and face someone bowling 150k. So to, he he just adds something extra. He he's got the ability to turn a game on its head as well. So yeah, you want to see him out there. You want to see our spinners, uh, you know, getting through their overs, bowling well, and then you end up with this really well-rounded attack that you know has been really has been one of the big reasons why we've been so successful in white ball cricket is our ability to dominate with the ball and then just get the job done with the bat. So yeah, he's he's a massive part of it. Beautiful. Before we let you go, Frankie, be remiss of us to not talk about your former team, the White Ferns Tour of Caribbean. Did you see some really positive signs from, from the ladies over in the Caribbean? Yeah, massively. Yeah, huge. I mm. think uh, it's it can be a pretty tough place to tour. Like You see some, some nice photos and stuff on social media, but it's it's completely different conditions to, to what we're used to playing here in New Zealand on the ball spin square and you play on some huge grounds and of course it's it's roasting hot over there as well so yeah some some really impressive signs the fact that we've taken a couple of teenagers over there and and some new players and some youngsters the fact that they've been able to to slot into international cricket and play a lot of it to to head over play the comm games have a little bit of time go on another tour uh they'll be they'll be home pretty soon and then it's they've got cricket coming up in december as well so i think the more you can expose those youngsters to playing Lots of international career, the better they're going to get. I loved seeing the the way the spinners bowled. I think 
to, to be able to adapt to those conditions and, and bowl in favourable conditions, yes, but it's still very different to New Zealand, so it is a big learning curve to actually know how to bowl well in conditions that favour you so much. I think that was really exciting, and I mean, they're only women 18 and 20, so the world's their oyster really with that. I think Neely Kerr, she was player of the, player of the series, she was fantastic, and, and with a pretty big workload on her shoulders as well, and we forget she's only 21, she's the leader of the spin attack, she's batting three, she does it all. And I mean, you've got... You know, Sophie Devine, just amazing in those super overs. She's unbeaten in them. Oh, I think so there's been good. eight of them now. And yeah, so so you look at it, and there's there's lots of good stuff going on. Jess Kerr coming back from injury and and still swinging the ball up top, offering a point of difference. There's there's lots of names that I can read out that were doing great things. I thought Maddie Green and, and Lauren Down were fantastic in that middle order, and and that's an area the team really needs it to be successful. We know we've got runs up top in the in the big three of Devine, Bates, and Kerr incur but if we can get some some runs out of that middle order then it becomes a different team so yeah I loved seeing it I'm I'm excited for some of those girls to get home I want to have a look at that bronze mm. medal that they won at the comm games um but yeah Western <laughs> is to a massive tick to, to be able to win uh both series to be able to win from some bizarre moments some tough moments some games they probably shouldn't win uh I think yeah all pointing in the right direction and and hopefully for them come February T20 World Cup time we'll see them there or thereabouts in that final again. Yeah, totally, totally. That's what I love too. You just touched on the backs against the wall mentality, go out, swing for the rafters and uh, get the job done. Sophie Devine, fantastic. And some of those ages, 18, 19, 21, we could only hope. Remember those days, Frankie? Heck yeah. Like, it's it's scary how good some of those kids could be. They make me feel like an absolute dinosaur. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting to see, that's for sure. Yeah, beautiful. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Frankie Mackay, talking all things cricket. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the week, and hopefully uh, we'll get back on soon. You're doing a great job for SNZ on Saturday. Thank you. Keep it up. Ah, thanks, mate. No worries. Have a good one. Cheers, Frankie Mackay. Oh, wow. She's very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Covered it all. Very and good. Uh, good to hear that she's positive, so positive about Kane Williamson. Look, um, Kempi, yeah. we'll come back to your off-the-back fence in just a second, but I think people on the Black Caps feel a bit of angst at the moment. 0800-150-811. Remember, we've got a Caller of the Week competition running for an Ego line trimmer, and you want to come through and talk to Black Caps. It's a great opportunity because I think there is a real anxiety around this site. So what do you make of it? Where are the issues and the deficiencies and where can they get better? Is Kane Williamson's form really worrying to you? 0800 Here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. We're 22 minutes past seven. Kempi's off the back fence after this. We'll come back with that. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. A timely reminder yesterday for me when I read an article by... James Graham, the POM, played for St. George about his current struggles with head injuries. James has selflessly decided to donate his brain to science when he passes so that we may have a better understanding of the impact that collision and concussion is having on our brains as professional sportsmen. This comes on the back of class action cases in the UK currently pursued by ex-players who have been diagnosed with early onset of dementia due to concussion. So what's the answer? I think every player needs a baseline brain scan before they sign a professional contract to protect their interests moving forward. At this stage, unfortunately, CTE, the brain damage from concussions, can only be uh, diagnosed after death. However, technology moves on and there may be well tests developed 
that can monitor this damage in real time. There's no doubt this is real and we need to start protecting our current cohort of young players. If sports are serious about stopping concussion and future issues, then now is the time to be proactive. The current court cases on behalf of brain damaged sports people are reactive. Let's start taking care of our sports people now, not just down the track they present with all manner of neuro uh, neurological issues. Time to invest at the front end and help players understand the impact the sport is having on their long-term health. It's a no-brainer really, or do we end up with no brain? Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, it's, it's a scary one, Kemp. I've read that too. Um, front, frontal lobe skull injuries. He's got black marks on his brain. And I touched on it last week with yourself and just the current situation. It's it's yeah, it's a difficult one because we know what sport gives us this game. I guess the question is is if you knew the long term impacts that you could potentially receive from playing the sport, would you? Would you still endure it and be a part of it? Like um you know, like you can't predict things and, and sport is our greatest gift and it's it all it was all part of sport and I don't think we can change it. Like there's been play things being put in place with technique, um, you know, uh, safety equipment and just rules around it that uh, are all part of it. Um sorry, I've got kids playing soccer in the back of my room. Um and I'm about to erupt. <laughs> but it's like it's just a difficult situation because sport is sport, and mm. no matter what you do, there's going to be situations that you can't control, particularly with rugby. And, uh, yeah, so it's just trying to control that. So, uh, yeah, interesting one, Kempe. And, and James Graham, It's it's I commend him on the donations because it's going to go forward and we're going to get some scientific evidence out of him and we're going to help it. But, mm. uh yeah, how do we control it? How do we stop more going forward, Louis? It's, it's an interesting one. And on Thursday morning, boys, we're going to have Chris Nowinski, founding CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation, um, on the show. Now, he does heaps of work through the NFL. He's a former American footballer, has played, uh, well, wrestled in the WWE. And I know he's actually got plenty mm. of questions for you, Kempe, and Izzy, both of you, about your own careers and your own brains and your own health. So I think that's going to be a really open and honest conversation for our Thursday morning. 7am. Cannot wait for that. After this, well, I can't wait for Lydia Ko. She's not far away. So here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SCNZ, we are 27 minutes away from 8 o'clock this morning. After 8, the phone lines are wide open and we want you to win an Ego Power Tool, a line trimmer for the Caller of the Week. Don't forget, though, Caller of the Month. Well, has yours lawnmower seen better days? Are you due for an upgrade? We want to get you a... Visit the ECNZ win page and you could win the new 18-inch Lawnmaster Lithium Mower worth $699 as well. So that's thanks to Steelfort. So there's plenty of winning and power tools going on in ECNZ at the moment. A couple of sports headlines, lads, before we head off and catch up with Lydia Coe on the other 
side. Gull is fueling your mission all year round. Visit gull.nz. Well, you've heard it in Araha's news. Um, yeah, <laughs> Red Bull, along with Aston Martin and another side and another team, have, um, well, they've spent too much. Only about $16 million too much. So, I mean, who really cares? Who's counting, hey? Uh, Max Verstappen, of course, that was crazy. The, the scenes in which he has been declared the driver's champion of this um, year in the Formula One, confusion reigned supreme at the Japanese Grand Prix. But he is the champ although his team did break the budget cap. Doesn't sound like anything too significant is going to happen. Speaking of massive money, well, two-time major winner Dustin Johnson has received $18 That's US, after being announced as the winner of the inaugural LIV Championship. So he's won the whole event. There's only been six of them the whole inaugural season. Uh, He's only played in six events in the series to date and he's already pocketed $18 million US. So we're talking golf, is he? I know Lydia Coe's done all right for herself, but that's a different sort of figure, isn't it? That is crazy. Honestly, that is crazy. I don't know what to think of it. You know, these people grind it on the PGA and he's just won six events and, well, tripled and quadrupled their their salaries. Um, yeah, interesting. Hey, just quick, I just want to go back and I know we're going to shoot off. On, on, I, got, I keep getting asked this question regarding concussions and, and injuries and people ask me, like, will you let Arlo play rugby? And I'm like, man, it's a, it's a hard one. Because there's a, a helicopter view of being a parent, you never want to see your kids hurt and you never want to see them go through that. But then it's a hypocritical stance from my part because I played it my whole life. So, like, how do you weigh it up? And, and Kempi touched on the pre-checks before contract. I think that's a great idea. And I think that's where we're going to probably get to in the future. Um, but, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting scenario for family and, and for parents out there. They'll be dealing with it. And that's probably a big reason why why rugby numbers and probably league numbers are dwindling, you know, like just parents' concerns um, with with sport and head concussions. Yeah, it's just got me thinking. I, I don't have the answer. When people ask me, I'm like, no, because I don't want to see them hurt. But then, yes, because I'm being a hypocrite. And it's like, oh, so where, where do you stand? You know, and there'll be many parents out there um, that'll be thinking the same as well, lads. So mm, it's an interesting one. Yeah, look, I think I think too, just quickly, I think as time goes on, there are going to be ways that we can do this a lot better than, than sit in an MRI machine for, you know, an hour to get our whole brains mapped out. So um, pre-checks have to become the norm. They just have to happen before you sign a contract. You need a baseline when you, when you, when you sign a contract and you need that checked every single year. And if there's a change in anywhere of that, then, then that's when you decide whether you carry on. And I think they need that. They need to make that decision, like ASAP. Yeah, nice, Kempi. It's a great point. Technology and science is moving really quickly, and we'll talk to Chris Nowinski on Thursday morning about that and where he is at in America, because obviously this topic rages on in the NFL weekly, daily, as it does down here and as it should. Twenty-three minutes away from eight. Whoa, Lydia Coe after this. Talk about get city. This is a big get from Izzy. So you're very, very excited to have Lids join the show just after this. She won't want a long introduction with all her accolades listed, but I will say she is one of my favourite Kiwi athletes of all time and a good friend too. World number five currently after another very sharp third place finish a couple of weekends back in Texas on the LPGA Tour. It's a huge welcome to Lydia, the one and only co. Hey, Lids. How you doing, my friend? 
I'm doing good. How are you, Izzy? Ah, oh, good now. Good now. You're just going to give me some inspiration, <laughs> mate. Look, honestly, quickly, just get it, get it off the bat. Uh, what do I need to do? Friday, heading into my first Charles Tour event. Um, everybody wish Izzy luck. <laughs> <laughs> it should be wish. fun, though. I'm, I'm excited for you. Oh, thank you, thank you. No, it's uh, it's a good event. Yeah, good friend Jan talked me into it, so I'm super excited. Can't wait. Look, look, let's get into it. What's going on at the moment? You've had a week off from playing, so how you been? How you how you doing? I've been good. I'm just at the post office trying to get something done, <laughs> multitasking. Um, but no, it's been good to have some time off and uh, you know, have one more week, and then I'll be playing in Korea next week. So. Um, just trying to get everything together uh, and um, get get ready for Korea. Nice. Hey, Lydia, thanks for joining us this morning on SENZ. It's been really special watching your form and your return in spades this LPGA season. How proud of your play have you been? Um, it's been, uh, you know, really consistent on obviously coming into any uh, season. Um, I'm just trying to play, you know, the more consistently, you know, be more in contention. And, uh, you know, I feel like I've done that. And this might be the most consistently I've played. Um, even when I was number one, I think I've had more top tens now. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, I feel like I'm trending in the right direction, you know, trying to work on the, you know, good things and um, also work on the things that uh, need a little bit more work. And uh, and I go from there, but hoping to finish my season off on a high. Well, what have subtle changes been for you, Lids, to get this consistency back? Like, can you just give us a little inkling of what the things you've been working on that you're doing so well that have given you this form? Um, I think my ball striking's been a lot better, uh, which is obviously which obviously puts a little less stress on the short game, and you know, um, trying to mix up my practices in the short game, not getting like uh, not only just doing uh, short putts, um, just doing like longer ones as well. So, yeah, I think um, varying my practices and also just being wary of like what needs uh, more work, and I think that way, if you are a bit more aware, you're kind of putting um, prioritizing, um, you know, in the quality practice. Yeah. Hey, Lips, what about your, your your lifestyle, your life balance? How how are you finding that working out with your your on course um, shooting your low rounds? Are you finding that you've got that balance right at the moment? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, just uh, making sure that. I think now I'm a, I'm trying to be a little bit more organized. Um, you know, playing my day, planning my day ahead, like knowing how many holes I'm gonna play, and like you know, saying okay, I'm gonna play nine holes and um, do like an hour of putting, an hour of hitting balls, and maybe like 30 minutes of chipping, and then like adding lunchtime, and then that way I think I'm a little bit more efficient with time, and you know that that's just my time period, and obviously sometimes it goes over, sometimes it's less, and. And, you know, coming back to train and then, um, you know, FaceTiming uh, my fiancé or, or just watching Netflix, like all of those good things. How, how, do you, how are you dealing with this, this, this change in, in your life, Litz? Like you, you were so young and, and you've been traveling around the world, like the noticeable difference from the young Lydia that stormed the world to, to where you're at now. Is it quite a, a bit of a juggling act for yourself? Um, 
I feel like um, I feel a lot older yeah. than what my passport says. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just um, I think like right now, especially you know, um, just with everything going on in my private life as well, it's just like trying to get a good balance of things and um, trying to. You know, I think that's why I've been trying to do like more quality practice, and even though it may be like an hour or so less than before, like making sure to know like what other areas that I need to really work on, and you know, be really efficient with that, and you know, talking to my coaches and um, all that to kind of have that all dialed in. Nice. Hey Lydia, you know, it's been I've been watching quite a bit of. Um you on on the telly watching you go around the rounds with with all the other girls and they're they're all pretty um, good strikers of the ball. Where, where does Lydia Kosi herself um, pitched up against these girls currently, and can you see yourself going past those girls to another to a sort of another sphere, and where Lydia sees herself standing on the podium on a regular basis? Um, I feel like, you know, the level of play is just getting better and better every year. So it's just, it's like that much harder to win. And I think that's why the year that Nelly and Jin Young had last year was like absolutely incredible for them to, for two players to be dominating like that. Um, so yeah, it's just, I think that's why, um, you know, getting in from the top 20 to top 10 is different and from the top 10 to top three is different. And then like from, you know, top three to like winning is very different. And I think it's like at the end of the day, very marginal differences, but after four days or a three day event, they all add up. So yeah, it's, um, I do still feel like there's a lot of my game that needs work and that needs to be a bit more consistent, but at the same time trying to just enjoy the process and, you know, not beat myself up too much. What's what's life like on the tour, Lydia? What's what's life like? And and we've had a message come through. Someone wants to know who your best mate is on the tour. Who do you enjoy playing and, and hanging out with? Yeah, um, I think everybody kind of has their own groups. Um, but I'm kind of <laughs> like I don't really have like one specific group. I um, pretty boring I say you know I just stick to my own stuff you're not boring my mom, tra- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my mom travels with me so like I'll most of the time have dinner with her but um I do love playing with like Jessica Corda and um a couple weeks ago in Dallas we went on a dinner date as well so it's just it's just nice um to have you know those few players that you know you're even more excited to play alongside um and you know it's uh I think it's like one of the perks, like if you're both playing well and, you know, you get to play with one of your favorite players, you're like, yes, it's like a double bonus. <laughs> is, is it still part of the plan? Like your original plan, you wanted to finish by 30, you wanted to go study over in Korea. Is that still part of the plan for you, Lydia? Yes, um, it is. Uh, mm. Sometimes, like, I do it and then I'm like maybe it should be earlier but you know every um player that I've talked to like uh that are now like in their mid um 30s they said like yeah they too also had a goal of like 30 but then when they got that age they said hey there's like nothing no other job like that's like better than this for them or like this is what they like love to do so why not just keep doing it so I I guess I'll never know until that moment really comes and quickly, just before we let you go, Lids, when are we going to see you back here down under? When are we going to see you back in NZ? That is a great question. 
It's <laughs> a great question, but hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, I know it's. Uh, I've been back since 2019, and I sound less Kiwi, so I got to go back to catch my New Zealand accent at least, and uh, have some good food, have my favorite Fijoa juice, and uh, catch mm. up with you, Izzy. <laughs> Oh, mate, we'd love to have you down under. I can't wait, and hopefully we can meet your fiancé as well. I'm sure he'd love New Zealand and what we have to offer. Lydia Ko, we appreciate you coming on. We know you're very busy. You've got a busy lifestyle and plenty of things to do, and now you're a fiancé, so priorities. Hey, priorities. <laughs> you know what it's like. I have no kids involved, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, appreciate you coming on, Lydia. Uh, you're a fantastic ambassador for young golfers around the world, and uh, we are so proud of you. You know I'm proud of you down under, and we've had a connection since you turned pro. I actually watched that video the other day. How young did we look? And for myself, I looked a whole lot skinnier. So anyway, appreciate you coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Retired life dad bod, is it? <laughs> I'm sure you still look great. Oh, dad bod is real, Lydia. Thank you so much, my friend. Go well in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully we can get you home soon. Thank you. Talk soon. Thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, there she is, Lydia, dad bod. She's still got a bit of tongue-in-cheek in there. She's so Whack. witty, old lids, honestly. Very witty. Oh, Very good. Man. But, mate, it's crazy. Like, hey, Kempi, just uh, such a young athlete. And she's mm. been on the world stage for so long, but she's still only 20, yeah, in, in her 20s. And she's achieved yeah. so much. Growing up, growing up on tour, mate, and, and changing as a person with a, with, a, with a set of golf clubs right beside you all the time. You know, that question you asked for me is, was the, you know, I wish someone had asked me that, you want to, you want to finish at 30 and you've got other things that you want to do? Um, yeah. Man, I never, I never ever saw the finish line when I was twenty. I just thought I'd play rugby league for the for forever. So um, when she said she wants to come back, that was that was and do study, oh, mate, fantastic. And Kempi, what about her response to you on the differences, the small margins, top twenties to top tens to top fives to oh. top to top threes to winning? The margins are so tight when you're playing the world's best woman golfers, and um, just in general. Don't you love hearing that? Don't you love hearing like? When she was saying that, I was going, man, it is like a putt. It could be a different difference, you know yeah. what I mean? She's talking such a small um, change that could make her go from, you know, three to ten. Completely agree, mate. Six away from eight. That's Lydia Coe. He does keep you for breakfast on our podcast channels if you missed that. Coming up after eight o'clock, we're going to open the lines. The Kennard Tire phone line, 0800 and I want to talk all things All Blacks 15. Who is unlucky to not be there? Who is lucky to be there? But Kempi, we've had a text here. Since he's the quizmaster, can we get a quick fire on who the halves are for the Kiwis this year? You asking me? You asking Izzy? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Pop Brown, Jerome, Jerome, Jerome Hughes. Hughes. Brown. That's right. And Hughes. Brown and Hughes. 100%. Mm. You got it, Izzy. Yeah. That's, why you're the, that's why you're the quiz master. <laughs> Can't stump <laughs> me. Brown and Hughes. Yeah. You like that? Bring me some more. Carlos, the quiz master, down here in Otetai Korshish. Come on. Come see me. Anyway, a few messages there. I'll get to those shortly. But coming up, the phone lines are open. 0800 150 811. Here's Aroha. The news for Kubota. Together.
Shaping and building New Zealand. Noon and evening, northeasterly winds and a high of 20, dropping to a low of 12. Tomorrow, cloudy, a few showers and a high 18. Join us for live netball commentary of the Constellation Cup from tomorrow on SENZ. Support joint comfort and digestive well-being with Neutralife Ultra Strength Turmeric from 31.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning to you, our listeners. The air that keeps this show alive. We appreciate you every single time. 0800-150-811. The Kenatai phone lines are open right now. It is Tuesday, 11th of October. It's just after 8 o'clock. We've had a great out. We had Frankie Mackay on talking all things Black Caps. She came on, spoke about where the Black Caps are at at the moment. And Kane Williamson as well. Where's he at? We've had a message come through from Jamie. I hate to say this, but I think Williamson's best days may be behind. I wonder if relieving him of the captaincy might be the answer. That's from Jamie. And, well, Frankie Mackay gave her f- summation of where he's at. If you want to hear that, head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on the SCNZ app, and you can have a listen to that podcast. Also just had Lydia Coe on, the great Lydia Coe, talking golf and uh, just where she's at in her life. Obviously a lot of changes A lot of changes off the course. She's obviously engaged. She's uh, very consistent at the moment with her golf play. And uh, she just gave us a really good insight into her life and the small margins on the golf course. I recommend you go have a listen to that as well. Um, but right now, we are talking All Blacks 15. All Blacks 15. Mudgy is message true. Do support the New Zealand ABs 15. Gives more players the opportunity to play in an environment that will possibly see them end up a World Cup squad next year. But the non-selection of Stevenson, that is Sean Stevenson playing for North Harbour, is an absolute joke. He oozes class. That is from Mudgy. And uh, if you've got any uh, questions or anything, queries you need answered, we'd love to hear you from you. We'd love to hear from you and your opinion regarding the All Blacks 15. Some big omissions, uh, particularly Tom Christie, Storm uh, Sean Stevenson, you've got Peter Gasso-Kula, who played for the All Blacks in the June series, and then he's just disappeared off the place of planet, off planet Earth. Where is he? Why isn't he even part of their process going forward? Yes, I understand um, you, you have to warrant selection, but it's an interesting one. Um, so, yeah, uh, just let us know. Graham's come through, and we've got Zade on the line, and Zade wants to talk All Blacks 15, a couple of players as well. So, Zaid, good morning to you. Good morning. Um, one of the interesting selections for me is Bryce Heem at the age of 33. 
Like, um, like I, I think I thought we were meant to be going forward with the team, but like picking younger players. But yeah, Bryce seems a bit interesting. But I guess he has came back to New Zealand, and his form for the Blues in the last two years has been pretty good. So I guess maybe that's got him selected into the team. I don't know if Leon McDonald's got anything to do with it being the coach. I don't know. <laughs> don't know if that's got anything to do. Um, great to see Patrick Suipolosu as the captain because um, uh, there's a few too many locks right now for him to be the All Blacks. But I think if he has a good year in Super Rugby next year, I think he can make the World Cup squad if, yep. if he can play well. But um, he's probably shooting up, shooting out with Tupo Vai. I think that's is that the jersey you think that he's going for is him between him and Tupo Vai. Um, and one other thing on the Black Caps, interesting about Martin Guptill and Finellan are kind of um, uh, shooting up between each other who's going to be playing in that T20 World Cup team. Um, I think you still need to have Martin Guptill on the team. I actually wouldn't mind Finellan and Guptill opening and then maybe slide Conway down a three or maybe Conway down a four or five or something, you know, behind Williamson yep. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few few options there, mate. I appreciate you coming through uh, regarding the All Blacks 15 and the Black Caps, mate. Zade, appreciate your call. Yes, interesting good, one. Bryce Heem, obviously 33 years of age. I think the interesting question, lads, Kempi, is how much influence did Leon McDonald have on this selection, on this team? Whether he had front row seat to picking the team that he wants, the team that he's recognised, or whether Ian Foster has come over the top and said, I want this, I want this, I want this. What are your thoughts? Do you think if this is an Ian Foster selection or has, has Leon McDonald had full reins on, on what he's seen in the future? Knowing that Leon McDonald is a quality coach himself, predicting him for the future. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think Leon had any say in it, to be brutally honest. I think the, the selectors of the All Black team have selected a second 15 basically to carry those numbers through to the World Cup and they want players that they know if they're, they're called on between now and and, and next year's World Cup, that they've had a look at them. So uh, I think selections would be, be basically um, all down to the current All Black selectors. I, th- I just think that there's a couple of players, the likes of um, George Bridge, Bridge and even Zahn Sullivan, I think that he did enough in the Māori All Blacks game at the beginning of the year to maybe warrant um, a trip up north, up to the up to Europe at the end of this uh, this season. So... There are a couple of players that aren't, aren't in there that you've, you would have thought might have had a crack. But at the end of the day, the All Blacks are looking for depth. Um, and when you think about it, the 30-odd 30, 30 that they're taking up with the All Blacks and then another 20-odd, you know, 50 players mm. carrying through the World Cup, you have to think they come out of those names that are on those two sheets. Yeah, nice, Kempe. And I tend to agree around how much uh, jurisdiction Leon had because you look at the squad and um, you look at the deficiencies in the All Blacks, and I think you've got to take a lens to this with the World Cup in, in mind. Do you think mm. your World, Rugby World Cup squad is picked from these two sides? Can you see it? 0800 150 Lads, how much line trimming you got to do around your place? Because we're trying to give away a line trimmer thanks to Ego yeah. Power Tools for Caller of the Week. So come through and barrack for your guy. Who are you disappointed to see isn't there? Very quickly before Graham and Christchurch, here's a couple I'm glad to see there. Mark Talea and Alex Nankerville. I think these guys have been knocking on the door for a really long time. So Izzy, I can't wait to see what they can do at the next level. And I know Graham and Christchurch, you're disappointed that Tom Christie wasn't there. Yeah, how are you guys? Good. 
Yeah, uh, no, no, yeah, I am very, very disappointed for him, actually. Yeah, no, I thought, um, obviously, there's eight Canterbury players in the pack, so um, selected, so that, numerically, that's very good. But, uh, yeah, I thought he was, like Sean Stevenson, um, you know, like you said about him, his form for North Harbour has been brilliant. Yeah, he would have been in my New Zealand A-team. But I think Tom Christie, you know, he played very, very well for the Crusaders and, and has carried on that with Canterbury and... Um, yeah, I mean, I still think there's a chance that guys like that can get in the, um, you know, World Cup squads are pretty unpredictable, as you know, as he yourself, and, um, yeah. you know, there's a bit of water to go to the bridge, <laughs> injuries, dare I say it, and um, form slips, and, um, you know, come into mind, so, you know, I think players can get in there, but, yeah, you know, it's contentious, it's, it's a good squad, yeah. but, yeah, there's, a, you know, some three or four really unlucky players there. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree with you. Totally agree with you, Graham. Yeah, anything happened World Cup year, you're going to get a bolter, no doubt. Someone that's probably hasn't been shown around the world that can come on. You think of uh, Nihi Milnuskara, you think of Waisaki Naholo, yeah, players that can have their influence, impact come World Cup year. Um, but yeah, there's just still some glaring omissions. And Tom Christie, the, the, obviously the obvious one. And then you've got Duplessy Karifi, whether he was in the, in the thoughts uh, process of going forward. He's been around for a while whether he was ever part of it. And, um, yeah, there's a few messages coming through on the text machine, but we want callers. And Nick from Dunedin, here's another caller, and Nick's got his opinion on the team. Morning, Nick. How you going, Cuzzy? Yeah, hey, good, uh, my friend. You do see. I mean, it's crazy how he's, how he's not in the squad. I mean, it's crazy. Then what's mm. the thinking there? Yeah, look, it's, it's interesting, my mate. Like, uh, yeah, it's... There's, I think there's, there's yeah, plenty I, coming through on the text machine. You got Salby Rickett, you got Justin Sangster, who was phenomenal. Like there's players everywhere, but you can't select them all. But yeah, there's some. What what are the obvious ones for you, Nick? I would have had I would have had Duke C hundred percent. Um, you know, what is that Otago guy that got in? I mean, Duke C's a better better player than him. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't see there being too many bowlers for the World Cup. I mean. As you know, you've already been there. I mean, I'd say they've roughly got this sort of <laughs> who they want to take, I would imagine. But I mean, this, this Northern Year tour will be interesting tour. Hey, but anyway, I give you boys a big plug. What you do in the morning, really cool guys. Love listening to you and uh, breath of fresh air. Really cool, eh? Hey? Really oh. good. Keep up the great work, boys. Well, Nick, mate, you're halfway there to that new power tool, I'll tell you what. You keep doing that, you keep paddling me on the back, mate. You give me that address, I'll just send it to you. Hey, I'm just going to say, what about, what about um, Sevilla? Julian? Yeah, look, that was an interesting one. Yeah, well, if you pick Bryce Heem, you pick Julian Sevilla, wouldn't you? You know, similar age, Julian's obviously known. Uh, a Bryce team unknown. Ugh, mate, the debate can go on forever, forever. And uh, I think the glaring omission is, is obviously Sean Stevenson. Let's be honest. There was obviously that yeah, rumour going signed, around. He signed for the Dolphins, mate. That's why. Uh, nah, look, honestly, Kempe, I messaged him last night. I messaged him. Mm. And I said, what did I say? Shawnee, don't, don't rubbish me for doing this. But I said, you playing league or what? Surely you should have been named. He said, nah, man. <laughs> Nah, man, it's still signed here for next year. Might have to now. So, like, you know, like, he's still a part of New Zealand's focus. And he's been snubbed. So he was very disappointed um, to not be selected. Look, it's, it's just running. And obviously, um, 
Leon McDonald was on the drive show yesterday, which had a message come through saying that Foster, Smith and Ryan picked the team exclusively. Leon had no say at all. So there you go. This is this is their say, and this is the future that they are they are seeing, Louis. So well, with that in mind, um, with that in mind, Kempi, what about if we do this thought process backwards? Oh, eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Is that is it going to be Nick caller of the week just like that? A little bit of flattery. Come on, give us a call. But let, let's work backwards. If you think about the World Cup next year, Kempi, where are the deficiencies in the All Black squad currently? Ooh, yeah. Well, that's a. I think halfback's a big one. I think a year, another year, um, Aaron Smith, that's why I keep talking about Brad Webber. I think they need to carry another senior halfback, not a junior. That, and definitely in the in the um, the Lucys and the Locks, I think, too, if we, we lose a Brodie Retallick or Sam Whitelock, we're in trouble. And um, Artie Sevier, he goes, we'd, we basically can kiss it goodbye. Okay. So I think we cover the backs so all, all good. Okay. Oh, so I think six, Louis. Six? I think six. Yeah. Yeah, I think a, a six, uh, Rex. Uh, just no one's really... Shannon Frizzell showed glimpses. Akira, he's had limited opportunities. But, um, you know, no one's really put a foothold on that six jersey. So I think there's a genuine opportunity there. Ethan Blackhead is going to return from injury. We're going to see him next year. Hopefully he can... And his body holds through. He'll be another great opportunity there. But um, option there. So... There are a few little spots. You think midfield, you know, up for debate. Who is our genuine midfield option with Geordie's class there? Or do they go back to to David Harvilli? I think our sewing up positions are, are front row and our, uh, our, our outside backs and our tens, obviously, the ones that are really stamping our locks. So there's just a couple for me that they've still got a little question mark. Well, and look, age oh, is an issue. I think age is an issue. Well, at halfback, Kempe, it's a, I think it's a huge issue. I think that's really that was where I was looking. So you look at the squad they've picked, and with those deficiencies you guys have just pointed out, here are the next players up. Brad Webber, TJ Perinata. Then they've gone Cam Roygaard at 21. So there's a decade in between those guys. And I know some people thought that there were a couple of halfbacks throughout the competition that could have been picked instead of the older guard. So they're going the opposite from your logic there, Kempe. Let's take a risk. Um, in the midfield, well, are we seeing that Bryce Heem at 33, the reason he's in this squad is because he's a genuine, if things go tits up, you know, mm. Bryce Heem might be the next safe pair of hands along with your Alex Nankervilles and your Balin Sullivans. And then in the forwards in those uh, that number six spot there, Marino Michiali Tu'u, you've got Christian Lillowilly, uh, you've got Luke Jacobson, who again, just in and out of that squad, Billy Harmon, nice to see him get a crack. And Dominant Gardner, is there a chance that this guy's a bit of an X Factor? I'll let you mull on that, Izzy, and we'll go to Joey in Auckland. What do you make of it all, mate? Oh, Sean Stevenson, I can't believe that. You're, so they're saying that Sean Stevenson's not one of the best three or four fullbacks uh, in New Zealand at the moment. I mean, Izzy, you've played fullback. Um, it's just a tragedy that, that he hasn't been picked. Um, and mm. also, too, with Leo. Um, why coach the side? I can't work this out, guys. Why coach the side when you haven't got any say in it? I mean, it's just, mm. you know, to me, you've, you've got to have a say in the players that you're picking to go up. Because at the end of the day, when you're coaching, it's not, your head's on the block. And you know this, Kevin, mm. you've coached sides. You know, um, I can't believe that they didn't pick Sean Stevens. And I agree with, with uh, you, Kevin. I think he, he's go, going to league. And if he hasn't gone to league, if I was him, I'd go to league. 
Honestly, I would go to the league. I, he should be so disappointed. It's unbelievable. I'd go to the Dolphins. I'd say, see you later, rugby. Unfortunately, and you know what? Rugby will be will be the worst off for it. He should, he should mm. be one of the. He would be one of the first guys I would have picked on that 18. No two ways about it. Yeah, yeah. He's had a good. He's had a very, very good season. Um, look, Joey, I don't mind if he goes to the league because he'd make a good league player. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a good big body. He's got a good kick. He's he can run like the wind. He's 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 made for rugby league. But see, what what I don't like is when selectors don't pick form players when they're standing out and they're slapping you in the face, and then they name a team and and what and Joe, Joe's point there, he's number five, number six on, on the on the ladder doesn't make sense. So what else is going on under underneath there? That's that's what you've got to ask. Right, from Joey to Joe from Gizzy. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. Off the long Bring run. the heat. Yeah, morning, gentlemen. Just sitting here in the sunshine in the Gold Coast watching the sun come up. And oh, uh, awesome. listen, listen to a bit of tirade coming down the phone there from the boys. First up, uh, Kimby had a nephew trial out for uh, Tweed yesterday. They had an open trial for nice. the Seagulls for the Cup side. Yeah, really good. They're hopefully playing uh, fullback. So, uh, and the whanau we're, we're with, uh, he's Reese Walsh. So uh, a little bit of inside info there I can give you boys a bit later. But um, <laughs> I, I am keen to talk about, uh, man, let's, let's be honest, the All Black 15, it's just a shadow side of what uh, they want to carry another 30-odd players overseas in case they get injured. Our man Leon had nothing to do with it. You and me could 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 be coaches of that team, Izzy. You know, and um, it's just, it just kind of, once again, kind of falls short of picking players on form which is what, 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 what at the beginning of the process that they said they would. You know, like I say, Shawnee Stevenson, mate, a little bit, bit oily, could be going to Dolphins, could be, might be, should be, would be. But uh, I'm, I'd love to have a crack. Hey, uh, I was reading a really good documentary. I was watching a documentary. I read a really good book, Kimby, on the head injuries in the NFL. Now, I know you've got your man coming on later in the week, but I read, I read, a, docu- I read a, a, a book on how the black players who made up 76% of the retirees had to take the, NF- and the NFL to court to be part of the billion-dollar settlement for the head injuries. And they, they made this example. You, you, you would have all heard of Junior Seau, the absolutely the tackling weapon linebacker who, who played 12 Pro Bowls. He killed himself three years after retiring because of the pain that he was going through in his head. And he wrote, wrote a letter. And that there... Uh, example is why they are at a billion dollar plus settlement but the black players make up 46 percent of current players had to actually take the the nfl to court to be part of the billion dollars and they've created what is that profile in that league and going back to rugby league can be your, your love and is our love of rugby we need to stand players down you're, you're right with the with the head scans that we need but we need to be ballsy enough to say it's not all about the money. It's not all about us winning premierships. Because in 20 years' time, when Mitchell Moses comes around on, on, on a Zimmer frame and he can't remember that he played in a final after taking that shot in the, in the semi, we don't have, or, or the NRL and New Zealand Rugby don't have the balls to stand players down with a, hey, three, four weeks, no matter what game it is, you're going to sit down and we're going to brain scan you each week and this is what's going to be the result. So we've actually got a paper trail. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, I totally agree. That is scary. And, uh, and that's that what is. I alluded to earlier, eh, Kempe? 
just mm. if you knew the repercussions from the sport, would you go through and play it? Like if I knew 10 years' time, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be there for my kids and I'm going to be, you know, sh- you know, just dealing with my own little problems, would I play it? Probably not. So, no. Siri, Siri even agrees on, with me. Yeah, and that's the that's the interesting part I want to talk um, to our mate on Thursday about is like that uh, that afterlife when you when you've got the head injury and what's actually happening to players, you know, with all the emotional stuff that's going on and the and the fatigue and and bits and pieces like that. You know, Rob Burrow is a prime example around motor neuron syndrome. Um, yeah. And you, you just don't want that to happen, even you know, not to yourself, but to anybody, really. So, uh, big space, big space to talk about, Louis. Huge, Kempi, and look, I commend you and Izzy for uh, being vulnerable and open and honest about it. And um, you know, because it's, it's club footballers of and grassroots people deal with it as well. But at the top well, line, it's it's worse, Louis. Yeah, it's I know. Worse. I know club football, grassroots football. Look at look at the video you sent us of you a couple of weeks ago. Mm. You know that that is that that thuggery that happens out in grassroots land is it's it's not metered. It actually just goes on, and, and guys get up and go and have a beer afterwards. You know what I mean? That's the scary part. And you gotta eventually. And look, yeah. Then there's the, the yeah, and that's something I think about often. Um, you know, if you want to have a weekday job and you want to have life other than footy, and look, I'm not making hundreds of thousands of dollars for from it. So what's it worth? Hey, I can't wait to have a chat with Chris Nowinski on Thursday morning. Hey, Joe, great call from you, mate. And um, look, we've got so many messages stacked up here on the All Blacks 15. We'll get to a couple of those after this, and we'll catch up with Pip a little bit later on after the news. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Keep your calls coming through on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 150 811. A line trimmer. Thanks to Ego Power Tools. Up for grabs. Okay, not far away from Aroha with the news. Then we'll talk some racing with Pip. Uh, Marina Michele Tu'u, if well coached and looked after, might be relocated and could work from eight to number six. Is he? Isn't there? Akimbi, that's my bad. I didn't look at the camera. Uh, do you? Do you think that uh, he? Look, he's a big body. Obviously, he's played well at Super Rugby level. Do you think he could? Can you see him taking that quantum leap to the next level? Oh, I think so. I think I, I think so. You, you know the problem, and there was a text there that just said, you know, why don't we put um, Fukutara in that in the in the fifteen, so they get more game time. The problem that you got is that you just haven't got enough game uh, games to give players game times at that level. So I think that's a really, I think that's a really good text. Is why don't you give the blokes sort of you know, had the five minutes of football t- time, you know, like the Roger Tuivasa Sheiks, the halfbacks, for instance. That whole game in New Zealand A, New Zealand fifteen, you know that's that's, but that makes a lot of sense. And I kind of like that they haven't picked. I mean, it is a big enough squad, but at least it's not like forty players, like a full touring squad. Because I think you're right. Just let's set pick and stick. Akinbi, did you were you a pick and stick coach or were you a chop and change coach? Oh, like I'm old school. You never gave your position up. That's what I mean. Like. I say to Izzy, when I'm watching the All Black side, and you say, "Oh, it's time to give this guy a rest," man, you never wanted a rest. You wanted if you were, if you held the number one jersey, you wanted that jersey all the time, and it was form that got you out of it. And and as a coach, you want a consistency. So when you were picking teams, and most coaches are still the same these days, they love picking the same team. And if you go through the statistics, Louis, you'll see the teams that win the competitions are the teams that can put the same team on the pitch on a regular basis. They they get get the job done. So 
I would pick and stick. Um, but I think when you've got an A team, like we just said, going up to the Northern Hemisphere, why don't you play uh, you know, the halfbacks that haven't had a run, the outside backs that haven't had a run? Give them the shot at the Barbarians and the and the and the likes of England A and, and so on. So yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a conundrum for them, but you know, that's what I would I would have thought that they would have done. Loud and clear, Kempi, makes perfect sense to me, mate. Twenty eight away from nine. Uh Caitlin O'Sullivan talking the grand tour, love racing.nz. She's in studio in just a wee while. We'll also talk to PitMorrisTAB.co.nz in not too long. Twenty eight away from nine back in a sec. Twenty five minutes away from nine o'clock. Hey, welcome back in SENZ Gwiz. We've been flooded. I know we're running a call of the week competition, but the text machine is off its head, Izzy. Uh loveracing.nz. We're gonna talk all about the grand tour in just a wee bit so we can actually keep the horse in the gate for a second but should we get to some of these text messages including one from Ken who least surprisingly has had a crack at Jace Ryan and the Crusaders. <laughs> yeah guys look like Jace Ryan has way too much say and the fours chosen should have let McDonald pick the squad would have been completely different but good on him covers 12 at cheers Ken. Yes Ken uh, oh, he's obviously had a real um, influence on the team um, but Bryce Heem, yeah, he can cover 12 to a midfield. So he got that option too, utility fact. Appreciate the message coming through. Another one here from Paddy. Hey, boys, no Christy, Stevenson, Bridge, Dan, Leonard Brown, Kurt Eklund. Yeah, Kurt Eklund, he's been flying for a few years now. Tom Robinson, Peter Gus, gutted for those boys. And honestly, wouldn't be surprised to see them head offshore. Why would they stay when the AB coaches are picking players out of NPC with little to no super rugby experience? There you go, Paddy coming through saying that we're going to lose players offshore and another one here from Charles I've just seen Levi Omoa has been called into AB's 15 is that true yes that's true he's part of the squad isn't he lads he's obviously yep. in the midfield option who has been flying for the last couple of years so yep you are right there Charlie he's in the squad and uh just same questions keep coming through Peter Gus Tom Robinson Tom Christie I would have grabbed them now question headline British papers Tom Christie playing for the Barbars with Razor. Razor, no doubt, will be taking plenty of players from these shores over there to play for the Barbars as well. So maybe there. He already made his decision. Hey, Kimby, how come Izzy didn't read this that top text there? Um, Pungle, 450, unload. Slightly wider draw, but we had good hope after its first start. <laughs> Needed the gap in the straight, but a great learning curve trying to navigate traffic under a bit of pressure. Good luck. Dicko. Dicko's all in, Izzy. Chips in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just you know, I'm them, trying to we? stay calm, eh, Kimpy? I'm just trying calm, to stay calm. And, and, well, hopefully Pip Morris can do what the great Paul Mwari did last week. Give us a little boosted odds for Pungo, eh? What do you reckon, Louis? Is she going to boost mate. us? Well, we'll see. She's oh, not Pungo Man, I love into, the Panthers. Into jam. I love the Penrith. <laughs> <laughs> Pungo into jam. Oh, that will be juicy, oh. eh, Kimpy? Surely. Do you reckon we could get a... um? Yeah, well, you could. I mean, just Power ask me. He's paying eighteen bucks. So hold on. What's four? What's a four? Four dollars fifty times eighteen dollars. Anyone good at math? Double eight, double three. What's the What's the multi worth? Pip Morris, tab. About seventy-four. <laughs> hey, Pip. Morning. Good morning. How are we? We love the Panthers. You'll be able to boost that up for us when you Pip put it put it into a power play. Pungle into jam. Just ask me in the Livermore. Oh, I'll ask the boys. I'll try to squeeze their arms, see what they can come up with. Yeah, you do. And it. just quickly, Pip, just a little little boost at odds for Pungle. That'd be nice. I, I've re- like you can stay on for the rest of the year if you want. If you do that, 
Well, American football really popular, of course. Kansas City Chiefs up against the Raiders. The way the Chiefs are playing, they're the short price favourite at a dollar twenty-seven. But you can get them boosted. Chiefs to win by seven or more, and Mahomes to throw three or more passing touchdowns at three fifty. It was two ninety. That's really popular, and just the winning team and margin on them is really popular. And a few bets coming in on the boosted option. Head to head, ninety six percent of the money is staked on the Chiefs. No real surprise there. And the boosted option as well for the Kiwi for the NRL for the World Cup's been really popular. Normal price is four twenty. You can get six dollars around the Kiwis to win the World Cup boosted. And there's been several five hundred dollar bets and a thousand dollar bets, the highest stakes on that option so far. And for the cricket, Kevin Conway's been the best back top run scorer in the cricket. Nothing else really happening there. And for the basketball today, a thousand dollars total points over two hundred and fifteen point five on Denver Nuggets playing Phoenix Suns at one eighty seven. So ライスファイ、ジャイファイ、ヒュージャイエディングトン、ジタンイズバックワンエディファイ、フライングシェアイフォーツワイエッジウェンアンライスファイ。オッケー、ライスファイ、ジャイファイ、ヒュージャイエディ
Are you going to have a little wager? Kimpy, are you going to have a little side wager here or what? When You jump in, mate, when you're ready. Oh, I, I don't know about that, Caitlin. I don't, I don't really fancy taking all your money off you. <laughs> oh, look, I'm not a punter, so uh, doesn't worry me. So if Kimpy was on track and just asked me, got up and, and had it, and he was just like doing cartwheels already, where would he cartwheel his way into? You'd cartwheel your way into the party zone. So we are collaborating with Hastings and we've got a party zone. There's going to be DJs, live music all day, bars, good vibes, places to chill out. Yeah, that what's, would be where you'd be cartwheeling into. What's your demo? My, our demo. Our demo is a new audience. So it's not necessarily your racing enthusiasts. It's, uh, I say young people, not necessarily young people, but it's just people looking for a, a good thing to do on the weekend, get out with your mates and have a good time. So that's who we're targeting with this campaign. So Izzy's mates, hey Izzy. <laughs> well, I've been to a few uh, Hawksman races. They're a great event, so no doubt they will get amongst it and they'll absolutely love it. And planning for it, you're all planned and, and ready to rip into the spring ahead. I can't wait to have you guys down in Christchurch. I think it's going to be a fantastic outing for pundits, pundits around that are racing fans. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're looking forward to it as well. And I was on the phone to Chris Rowe yesterday and it sounds like they're tracking really, really well with ticket sales. So it's looking like it's going to be a big week. So we've we, we got Livermore this weekend. Mm-hmm. Then can you just rattle off a couple of the next stops? So people, because Hastings is a wee way out of the way. It's, it's not, you know, yes. if people aren't there, they might not necessarily make the roadie at this short notice. But if they weren't, where are the other opportunities? Gosh, you're going to test my memory here. So coming up, we're going to have Melbourne Cup Day at Pukekohe Park. So that's on the 1st of November. Oh, nice. Uh, and then we're going into Christchurch Cup Week, so the three days down there. And then if you want the dates uh, past that, you're going to have to check out the Grand Tour website because that's as far as my memory will go. Thegrandtour.nz. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go and have a look there. And I've seen your billboards. So it all looks very colourful. Yeah. It is. It's a colourful racing's a colourful sport. It's a colourful campaign, and that's come through in the in the creative. When you get to the end of this, Caitlin, what what will give you the most satisfaction? What, what when will you know you've achieved something that you've wanted to achieve? What great, is it? Great question. Great question. I think engaging a new audience and showing them what a good time of day at the races is, because it is a great day out, as we all know. Um, so just getting more people along to experience it and enjoy it, uh, yeah, and get some more racing fans. And what are some of the memories? You've obviously been part of the, the race game. You've got a, a you know, famous father and you've, you know, you've seen it all. So what are your, some of your memories that you'd love people to share and, and be a part of? I think there's no bigger thrill than cheering home a winner and whether that's because you've got an association with the horse or you're just you're punting the horse or it's your mate's horse or there's some sort of connection. There's nothing better than seeing the horse you're there supporting past the post first. Um, and then I just think time's out with your mates. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lots of great memories. And obviously with it. my family as well, time with the family at the races. So true though. Like there's so many so many fun things you can do with mates, but I reckon some of my best ever days uh on the racetrack and not necessarily because we had to fill up on the punt or whatever, just having good times. <laughs> yeah. Now before before we let you go, and also obviously it's all dependent on the punt. But um before we let you go, this is Joe. Hey Joe. Oh, say hi Joe. Hi. hi. Hi, Joe. This is Joe. Now, Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Joe, someone like Joe who wants to go to the races but wouldn't know where to start as far as the fashion side of things goes, what's in for men's style this, this season? Oh. Yes, true. God, tough question. Um, I think a lot goes at the races. I think you want to be tidy. 
um, especially the Grand Shorts, Tour. Singlet, jandals. Oh, look, that might be a bit better for sort of your local your local race day. I think. Rukaka, Kiwi. <laughs> it's more your that would go there. I think for the Grand Tour, these are our top twenty. You know, the, the premier race days. So, look. You listening, think, Joe? What's a good colour? That's a good colour. I love blue. Yeah, I, I just have a lot of blue. I have a lot of navy blue. Like yeah. everyone wears navy blue. What's something different? What's something that can like stand out? But I'm not like <laughs> salmon, weird. brother. Salmon. Yeah, there you go. Salmon. Oh, nice salmon. salmon shirt. What's Tommy D kicking these days? A nice like a is he into like his autumns, his autumnals, his uh, like burnt no. oranges? Or he's into his navies. He's a big a big navy man. Just saw him before. He's in a navy suit. Navy suit. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep it simple, Joe. Don't overthink it, man. Yeah. Nah. I don't. Wanna, I want to stand out. I don't want to be part of the crowd. You know. But I also don't want to. Is there prizes for best strong. dressed? Yes, that's more of a uh, at a club level. But yeah, majority of these race days will have fashion in the field or best dressed or Th- something. Thoughts similar. on a hat for men? Yeah. Yeah. Fedora. Why not? Yeah, Joe. It's summer. That would be sun smart. Hide your hairline. Yeah, actually I do. All right, boys. <laughs> hey, Best dressed, Rickerton, coming in hot. Just a quick one. Mm-hmm. Just a quick one, Caitlin. What, what, uh, have you got any surprise acts coming along? Surprise acts, as in musical? Yeah. Uh, we've got DJs. Shapeshift the plane? Oh, gosh. DJs. I wish. I wish. Maybe one day. Maybe well, one day. Yeah. Also, it wouldn't be a surprise if Caitlin said, yeah, we've actually got Shapeshift in our plane. <laughs> <laughs> I just throw it out there and then the team's got to organise it. Yeah. It, 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 DJ Dagger's coming, don't worry. Absolutely. <laughs> DJ, DJ Dagger. <laughs> DJ Daggy. Eat, drink, and get racy. Round up your crew and um, get your navies. Look, I'm a big fan of Burnt Orange, personally. Uh, book now at thegrandtour.nz. It's going to be fun. Live them all this weekend. Melbourne Cup day at Pookie. If you're Come in this, on, Jim. this part of the uh, the world, of course, then Rickerton down there. Then through summer, I think Wellington gets a good crack through their Cup Carnival and Oaks Carnivals as well. And then, of course, we've got Karaka Millions. So much racing to get through. What a time of year spring racing is. Seven away from nine. We're back to wrap it all up with the doyens. Thanks, Caitlin. Speaking of Hastings, Smithy, thank you, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. Great to see you, Joe. Thank you. Navies. Burnt orange. <laughs> all burnt orange. All right. Back soon. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.